for your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of regular trolling. Webmaster Radio presents The Pulse. The Pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, and puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the round table. The Pulse, the Pulse. The Pulse. starts now. Hello, and uh, welcome to the 24th edition of the Search Pulse. Today is Tuesday, March 27th, 2007. My name is Barry Schwartz. I'm from the Surgeon Roundtable, and with me today, as always, is Ben Pfeiffer back from his um, pilgrimage over, uh, I think, in Europe somewhere, and Chris yes. Boggs, yeah, cool, and <laughs> he'll tell us all about it in a second, and Chris Boggs from Avenue A Razor Fist, so First off, yes, Ben, how was your trip? Trip was absolutely wonderful. I uh, went through uh, Spain and uh, France and then ended up in Lisbon, Portugal. And uh, went and saw lots of churches and uh, went with some family and a bunch of other friends and had a really wonderful time. We were in the bus pretty much the whole time, but uh, got to see a lot, got to do a lot of different stuff. And uh, definitely like Spain a whole lot. <laughs> cool. So that sounds great. Um, we missed you last week. But um, it's good to have, know that you had a good time. And actually, we didn't even have a show last week, did we? <laughs> no, we had to cover two weeks, so we didn't miss you last week. <laughs> did we do a show without you two weeks ago? I think we did a show without yeah, you week two ago. weeks ago. All right, so that's where we're kind of catching up. So we did a show two weeks ago. Um, that has been archived. It's up at, uh, the, at the Search and Roundtable, seroundtable.com. It's the 23rd edition. I posted it on March 14th. You go ahead and catch that if you missed it. Um, I guess, Ben, I'm not sure if you caught it or not, but it was a fairly quick show. Um, lots of stuff about, you know, link commands and Google's new link tool that we discussed beforehand, uh, and that they did updates and all this other stuff, which was pretty fun. Um, Chris filled in pretty well, and uh, he basically talked twice as much because you weren't there. Right, Chris? <laughs> Yes, I'm a big talker. But unfortunately, I was feeling kind of dumb. And so it was like uh, the longer I was talking, the dumber I was sounding, I thought. So I needed you there, Ben. Oh, thanks, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I missed being on the show, to be honest. I really did. Well, but it's you nice know, to it's take a break a... every once in a while. Exactly. All right. So for today's show, we have lots of good topics to talk about. Um, the biggest stuff that was really happening this week is the Google Pay Per Action. Um, basically, they launched a new service, um, which is now currently in beta. Um, you have to sign up to get a beta account. I was promised by Google that I would have one. I still don't have one, so I don't know what's going on over there. But anyway, I, you know, I would love to get my hands wet with it. But basically, if you want to sign up, just you know, go to services.google.com slash pay per action, and you'll be able to basically you know, sign up for the service, and hopefully you'll get in. And it's both, both uh, a sign-up for both on the AdSense side, as well as the AdWords side. So if you're a publisher and you want to get, you want to put these ads on your site where um, you get paid every single time somebody does a desired action. So for example, an AdWords advertiser says, for every time somebody fills out a form, um, I want to pay, you know, the publisher five dollars. Um, you as a publisher, if you put the ad on your site, they click over to the AdWords customer, the AdWords advertiser, and they actually complete that action by filling out the form, and you will earn five dollars per action. That's the point of it. It's kind of like an affiliate type of model. The main difference is that it's not a percentage basis. So you won't get a percentage of a sale. It's only a flat fee structure. Um, that's pretty much the main difference between this and a commission junction or a link share type of program. Um, so you know, let's start with Chris now. And you know, Chris, what are your thoughts on this product? Uh, well, we've actually been testing it at Avenue A for uh, some time now, a few months, and, and the test, though, we were only using the contextual network, uh, and uh, we weren't really getting uh, much volume. Um, in fact, uh, there were, it's pretty abysmal volume, but uh, the Google, apparently, in their communications with our people that were testing it, attributed that to lack of participation by the publishers, and uh, they said they expected to increase publisher participation in the future. So um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a pretty cool product, and I know we're going to talk about some other threads related to it, so why don't I kick it over to the main man, Ben. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I, I haven't tested it out. Obviously, you know, I, had to, I haven't really had time to, to look at it yet. But um, I do think this is a really positive thing for um, publishers too, and or to, to make some more money. Um, I know there's probably a lot of people out there that you know uh, have been looking forward to this for some time. I, the, the, to work this in though with a paper action on you know like smaller campaigns, I think is kind of difficult because you have to set up the conversion and the tracking. Um, but for some of the bigger players out there that you know make their money and some of these the large businesses that are formed around like lead generation, that this might be an attractive um, you know advertising and a way that they can start generating some extra leads and start managing how much they actually cost. Um, you know, my concern though is that. Uh, how applicable this is going to be to everybody and whether everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon. Um, I know this idea has been thrown around for a long time. I know just over the years people have said, you know, if we could do a you know, CPA type of exclusive thing, this would be great and stuff like that. But um, like as Chris mentioned, there's not a whole lot of volume, but I imagine as more and more people get onto it, it'll be really great. It sounds really attractive. I know this is something I'd like to test out a whole lot to see how it's going to work, but um, it is, looks a little bit complicated so for the average person, I don't know how applicable it's going to be. Right. And to expand on, Ben, your point about how, um, you know, what people think about it um, in terms of will it replace, I mean, there's a big threat over a webmaster world and also over a digital point saying, you know, will, you know, this product, paper action, replace the CPM model as well as the cost per click model in terms of AdSense publishers, you know, they're, they're freaking out about it because they know it's much harder for them to get paid if somebody has to take a desired action as opposed to tricking people to actually click on ads or visit ads. So right now there's lots of ads and publishers out there that just put the ads smack in the middle of the page, make sure that people see it and click on it, even they mask the ads as being real links on the, on the page so that people will click on it accidentally or people will view, you know, they'll increase their traffic in artificial ways just so they'll get paid. And if Google switches over to this whole paper action model, then that could be a huge um, negative towards some, not all, but some AdSense publishers. So there's a huge threat over a webmaster world and digital point forms about this, and um, I posted a link over that in the chat room, and that's another great discussion. I mean, yeah, oh, Ben, what are your thoughts on, on that specific um, take on it? Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, in, in terms of you know, for specific publishers that are worried about this, um, you know, it, it's paper action though, and, and, and fraud isn't going to be another issue associated with this because the stakes are a lot higher as opposed to like a click. You know, you're not going to really confusing people. You're just submitting information, or you know, if, if it's on an information you know side where you know have to submit a lead, that's one thing. But what about on the product side where you're actually purchasing it? You know, who's actually making the product? And, you know, pulling out their credit card and doing it. Um, I don't think this is going to necessarily replace pay-per-click. There's always going to be, you know, a whole lot of uh, desire for that out there because, you know, it's a lot cheaper uh, for one thing, and, um, you know, there's a little bit more room probably for some margin on that side. Um, and this is also on the content network. It's not on the search side, you know, from, from, from what I've observed from people testing it. It's only on the, you know, on their content network, and people definitely like the search traffic a lot more than they do the content so, the, you know, there's concerns here um, about it, and also the quality of it too. That's another problem. You know, what it, you know, when you, when somebody's purchasing a product, that's not always an issue. But what about with, with lead generation or something like that? How, you know, the quality based on a content network side, it'd be a lot harder to manage than something on a search side. Um, you know, and I could be wrong, but um, I think there's a lot of things that are, you know, have to go on with this that to make it really worthwhile for a lot of people to consider it. Right. And Chris, what are your thoughts on, do you want to respond to that at all? Or? Well, I, I don't want to turn this into a debate, and uh, I mean, I agree with a lot of Ben's points. Uh, um, I can see, as with a lot of things, I sit on the fence on this particular subject or debate, because, you know, it, for it to be completely replaced by paper action, I think is probably uh, uh, absurd, and, and Ben hit on some of the most important points, especially related to the fact that it's right now contextual. However, uh, you know, there, there's an argument that you have in the one on the round, ta on the round table that uh, the, most publishers won't go for it. It's worth it to hand-select ads and hand-place them on the right pages and for what. Well, I mean, essentially you should be able to automate at least some of that. So, um, and, and chances are uh, the, the one argument that I know has been bought up, and, and it's, it's true that, you know, you can still have uh, impression-based fraud, click fraud, and so forth, but with the CPA, it will be a lot harder. And, and Ben mentioned that in, in terms of, uh, you know, to be able to perpetrate fraud. So uh, there's going to be some uproar from some people that are probably making uh, 
money uh, in, in, in other ways than was really designed uh, in terms of for the AdSense deal. So uh, this is an interesting uh, theory or, or a discussion uh, sparker, but I would certainly expect, uh, you know, AdSense is pay, uh, you know, pay-per-click as well as a, a paper a CPM and, and, and the CPA. I think they'll all continue to thrive, and there'll be some particular industries where the CPA will probably work really well. Cool. All right, part of the discussion, and we're still on this topic of the new paper action ads, is that Google released a new ad format for publishers to use on their site. So, for example, um, there's the new ad format is called a, uh, a text link unit, and it basically looks like a hyperlink. So you can actually place um, these ads in hyperlink form as if they look like actual um, you know, hyperlinks, um, little anchor text things. What they are is real JavaScript. Um, so one is um, the actual page rank and link popularity components of that ad will not transfer. So in no way is Google selling any types of text link networks in terms of boosting your page rank um, because they're not going to count that. Um, on the, also, it, I had a phone call with um, an average, you know, a publisher from Forbes, you know, asking, you know, is this going to ruin? you know, sites all over the web because people are just going to dynamically insert all these hyperlinks into every single word. Like, you know, if you ever saw it in teletext, where if you go to any page that has in teletext, you normally see, like, a green double underlined word. If you mouse over that word, up comes this ad, contextual ad, or I don't even know what type of ad, up comes an ad, and has, could have videos embedded in it, and just really pollutes the content of your, of your pages. So she was worried about that actually happening as well. And I don't think Google, you know, it could go that far because right now how it works, as far as I understand it, is that an AdWords advertiser, an advertiser has to actually create an ad. So the text of the ad is defined by the advertiser. Um, it's not going to be dynamic. It's not, it's not one of Google's contextual products. It's one of Google's referral products within the AdSense network. So, for example, it's grouped with Google checkout buttons. It's grouped with Google AdSense you know, referral buttons. It's grouped with Google Pack buttons and Firefox buttons. Um, they are grouped in that sense. So um, it's not a context. It's not going to automatically, dynamically look at your page, figure out if the words are contextually relevant, and replace those words with ads. The advertise the publisher actually has to go in there and swap out his text and swap in this JavaScript link to replace that text. So if p- if actual publishers will do this manually. Um, They'll probably lose a lot of readers if they do it to you know an extent where it's just it makes people nauseous. So I don't think it's going to be a major issue at this point. Could it be an issue? Could Google flip this around and make it a purely contextual product where it matches the words on your page and it replaces them like IntelliText does? Yeah, it's possible. I I don't know if they'll do it or not. So you know, Ben, what are your thoughts on you know if Google will do that or not? Um, that's a good question. I'm not really exactly sure. I think it, you know, from the advertiser side, or I mean, from the publisher side. I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's going to be a whole lot of work for maybe not a whole lot of benefit. Um, and I guess it kind of comes down to that too. Uh, do you really want to spend the time to do that? Right. So yeah, I mean, Chris. Um, I mean, obviously, the tests that you've been doing are limited. Um, obviously, there only are on the contextual network, but. I don't know, you've been dealing with them from the advertiser's perspective. I assume you haven't been dealing with them from the publisher perspective, correct? Uh, that's correct. And then, quite frankly, um, I've been talking to people that have been dealing with them. I haven't personally been dealing with them. So what I've told you, I've pretty much already, you know, shot my load. <laughs> so I can't add any more to what I have. Okay. All right. So, and also, if you want to see some first screenshots of paper action, you know, in action, I have some screenshots from a... Uh, a search engine watch form thread that has some screenshots of it in action where you can actually set up the conversion tracking, you can, you know, create new actions, paper actions, and there's sale actions, there's purchase actions, there's lead actions, and other type of actions which you can take. So it's pretty interesting. The whole new paper action product, you know, will be talked about a lot. Um, it was being tested, as Chris said, a long, long time ago, um, starting June 21st, 2006, were the first rumors about it, and Google officially came out with it this past week. So I think we'll hit a commercial break and then get into some more topics outside of the paper action discussion. We'll hit a commercial break now, and we'll speak to you guys soon. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. Pulse. 
We'll be back after this short break. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienose.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genienose has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Now, back to The Pulse, Pulse. only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, and welcome back to the Search Pulse. Again, this is the 24th edition. Today is March 27th. My name is Barry Schwartz, and with me is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Fox. The next topic I wanted to discuss was about Google Webmaster Central's their link tool. I know we discussed it last show, but there has been um, an update where um, they're not it's really not really the link tool, but the anchor text. So if you go to you log into Google Webmaster Central, you click on the statistics at the top of the page, and you click over on page analysis on the left hand side, and if you look at the bottom right corner of the page, it will say in external links to your site. In that table, it would actually show you the most popular um, anchor text pointing to your page. So let's say you have you know, lots of, of, of uh, links to your site. It will actually show you what those people for those links are linking to you with. Um, it's not going to sh- let me, let me For example, um, <clears throat> the top ten anchor text phrases for the search engine roundtable are, number one, the search engine roundtable. Most people link to us with the term search engine roundtable. Number two is SE roundtable, one word. So people are linking to us, um, not giving us that search engine uh, anchor text type of stuff, but they're linking to us with SE Roundtable. Um, and then it goes on from there. Barry Schwartz is number four. XML is one of the big ones. Google Mini Fridges Back is another one. Keyword tools. And click here to verify, which I guess comes from our SE Roundtable uh, seals. So if you want to get a seal, just click on the top of our page, seroundtable.com, and click, click on seals. You actually uh, get yourself a search and roundtable seal. Anyway, back to the topic. Um, it does. It's a really cool tool because it actually shows you what Google finds to be your most important anchor text, your top ranking anchor text. You know what people are linking to you as. Uh, the things it doesn't do is it doesn't show you who's using that anchor text. So, for example, our number two um, most used anchor text um, is SE Roundtable. And I would love to go back to those people and say, hey, could you not link to us as SE Roundtable? Could you link to us as Search Engine Roundtable? Because that is our name. And plus, Search Engine Roundtable is more keyword-specific about what we are. We're, we cover search engines. We're a roundtable approach. We have, obviously, th- you know, three people on this radio show right now discussing the topics that were at hand. So it's kind of like a roundtable. And we talk about, we're talking about search, so it's more specific. And it's more it's better keyword um, type of link for us. So I can't click over from that anchor text report, and I can't filter down and say, all right, these are the people linking to me with those types of tools. Obviously, there's other tools you could use to get to that information, but it's not perfect. It's not Google telling you what that is. Um, so that's pretty much you know, the main feature I would like to see. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll talk to you know, Chris now and see what are your thoughts on this whole report. Well, I think it's pretty cool, and I want to, as usual, thank Danny Sullivan for breaking it out pretty uh 
thoroughly and probably uh, took him less than an hour to write that. But uh, uh, one point that he makes that kind of gets glossed over, I think, um, is that um, the tool doesn't report any phrases that are used internally, so from other pages on, on your site. So to me, oh, that's okay. just, it. Uh, it's, it says uh, internal links and subdomains, a few more details. At first, it only comes from external links to your site. Anchor text you use right. on your own site isn't counted. Right. So to me, uh, that raises the question, why? You know, why would Google choose to not show that? Does that mean that they're trying to hint to us that theirs are maybe not as valuable? Or uh, are they trying to just feel that that isn't going to be valuable to us when we're trying to analyze inbound text things. So personally, I'd like to see it all. And I guess I'm hoping they're de- doing it for a usability feature because they just want to see external in-links. But it just kind of raises the question why, you know, it just doesn't count every link to the particular page, and not, uh, notwithstanding whether it's from your own domain. Um, so anyway, well, that's my I mean, little... If, uh, I could just, if I could just comment on that, I think they do. I think it's from the, from the table on the left-hand side, the left-bottom side. Uh, so I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. I think because the one on the I left-hand think- side I'm looking at, yeah, go ahead. It is. I think, I mean, cool, because the anchor text just, in, you know, on, on internal links anyway, or it's just counted as content. So anything in that left-hand side that says in your site's content would probably be, you know, part of oh, okay. in that. So I think it's there. And also, to you, I guess you have to consider that they don't want to get this thing too complicated too fast, because then they're going to get a lot of confused people, you know. And as SEOs, we understand this, like, you know, no problem, but like you get people in here for Grandma's candle store, and she's trying to figure out how her links are working, and she's just not understanding what's going on here. So um, you know, I, they've obviously they've added some pretty cool tools, I think, and I think this is a you know natural progression. And uh, I think, like Kim mentioned, there's sure a lot of tabs left, so hopefully there's to be some new tools that will you know come <laughs> about to this. And uh, I think they're you know testing you know to see how the usefulness of it. Uh, I like it. I, I would like to know the number of links, honestly, um, and, and, and maybe who links. But, you know, we have that kind of data already in there. It's just not really bridged together yet um, to give us a full picture, and you've got to, like, click over on from one page to the next, like, constantly. But um, this is good. This is a good start, I think. Definitely. Chris, do you have anything else you want to add about that? Well, no. I mean, it's cool. I want to play around with it, and I'm glad to know that you can also just analyze uh, separately the internal links. It sounds like uh, it's not covered in in this article uh, of Danny's, and I haven't seen it actually in action. So you're saying on the left uh, table, it's all internal links? Using, right, well, uh, and, and it's reporting there's a the section phrases. for internal links. Like there's this, and, and links tabs is pages with internal links, and then it will give you kind of like, it doesn't tell you the anchor text. Like I see your point there, actually. It doesn't tell you what the specific anchor text you're using internally, but it tells you what pages link to what. Um, so you can kind of get an overall idea of like the internal linking structure that's going on. Oh, but I see, on st- I see. The statistics page where under page analysis where it says on the left-hand side where it says in your site's content, I guess this is all just, you know, really, you know, high, important keywords, so to say, important key, you know, words or phrases, right. so to say, on the site. Um, right. And, and anything I think in an anchor text or in a link is probably might be included in that as well because I mean it is counted as text. One right. one other quick thing is that it showed the in external links to the site, and then it says click to continue reading is the number ten one. Wouldn't that be a link that's most likely on your site? Um, where is you it? You know where you're where you're stubbing it at the top of Andy's. I mean Danny's. Uh, Showing the uh, in external links to the site, it shows number ten is click to continue reading. Yeah, that's because um, people are probably scraping his content and then putting uh, that link there. That's <laughs> so a great quick, quick, you know, quick on your feet answer there, Barry. Uh, my idea yeah. with that too was that you could probably somehow automate that to instead of saying click to continue reading, at least put a stub of the. Uh, article title in there too so then you'd have that many more links that are recognized that have more decent anchor text in there instead of just click to continue reading you know it could be click to continue reading this article and blah 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 right well I do that um, so I mean they might scrape it off so it's really you know it really depends I mean you can't really control what people do you could help it but you really can control it um, yeah but you know, Chris, you said if you want, you want to go play with it. Not every site has it yet. Um, I looked on the Rusty Brick in their report, and my RustyBrick.com site did not have it yet. 
So what I did was I posted a comment saying, I, I don't have it over at Webmaster World. And Vanessa Fox came back in that thread and, and said um, they are still working to make the anchor text phrase available for more sites. So if you don't see this now, you should probably see in the coming weeks. So currently, as of today, I still don't see it. It's only been um, you know, about a week now, so hopefully within the next two weeks I'll start seeing it from my other sites. So not every single site has it yet. Well, Barry, if I was you, I would expect uh, Vanessa to wave her magic wand and, and make it appear on your side at least. I mean, come on. We've had her on the show and everything. <laughs> well, hopefully she's listening and I'm hopefully kidding. Uh, you know, kidding, she'll do course. something. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she uh, there's only so much one person at Google could do. So. I know. <laughs> but it's interesting why they don't have all the, all the anchor text. You would think it would be just you know something they populate automatically for every site they have verified in Webmaster Central, but I guess not. Um, all right, so that really concludes the, the conversation about that new anchor text report. Hopefully we'll see a lot more from it. Um, obviously we keep asking for more and more, um, and Google keeps giving us more and more, and said hopefully we'll see a lot more from Yahoo as well on that, which would be cool. Um, not sure, I probably have this somewhere in, towards the end of the thing, but in terms of Microsoft... Their link command search is currently down. It's been down since Sunday. Um, so if you do a link colon www.domain.com in live.com as of you know March 27, 2007, um, it's been down since Sunday, like 5 a.m. You know, you know, three days ago. Um, so they're hopefully start fixing something, and hopefully that'll be get working soon. Um, I'm not sure if you guys noticed that. But in terms of Microsoft, there was a Microsoft Live search update last week. Um, the update um, seemed to be big. A lot of people talked about it. Um, it depends on, I think, the industry. Maybe they call a lot of spam blogs. Maybe it's other things. But I didn't really notice changes with my sites. Um, or maybe I have. I don't really know. I don't think I saw many changes. But I was wondering, Ben, have you noticed anything? Or you were on vacation, so you didn't really... Uh, uh, yeah, so, well, you know, I, I've checked it. Actually, I had a few clients notice a few changes, um, you know, up and down based on a few things. But, you know, I, I hadn't noticed a whole lot. It's not something I actively check constantly either. Um, just because the search, you know, traffic from it is not a whole lot, and so it's not really our, our huge focus. Um, you know, I did check in the forums with this type of stuff earlier today, and, you know, uh, a lot of people are seeing a lot more Wikipedia links that are happening in there, and not necessarily to the light of everybody um, either. Um, and uh, you know, some people are commenting the fact that there's you know some favor for keywords in the domain names. You know, a lot of those sites pop up, and also you know, for different type of searches, a lot of uh, government educational type of sites. Um, and then um, you know, changes also on um, not just the .com site, but also on the .co UK and you know, various regional type of searches actually haven't improved very much. So they really haven't been making progress there except for on the main site. Cool. Right. So that's good. Thank you for that, Ben. Um, I thought we'd, we'd, we'd talk about a topic that's been talked about for probably a year or so now um, where Google is showing, or you know, post title, Google is showing more weight towards site factors as opposed to page factors. So that was, back in the day, it used to be like every single page was judged on a page-by-page -page basis. So you can have one page that ranks extremely well in Google, and you can have another page ranking extremely poorly in Google. Um, and it was, and all the factors that determined that was on a page-by-page -page basis. Now there's a lot more emphasis, I guess in the past year, maybe even two, that the site itself has a global weight of authority, a global you know score, where typically if, you know, if the site ranks well on a general basis, Typically, a new if you add a new page, you know, in a you know a matter of you know weeks, that new page will tend to rank well um, because of the whole site's you know value. Um, there's a big thread over a webmaster world discussing this, um, and it goes back and forth. And typically, I think most people are on the you know impression that yes, you know page fact you know page factors are important, but there is something known as site factors and a site you know global site thing. So. I was wondering, Chris, you know, since we talked to Ben, what are your thoughts over on this, the site factor versus the page factors? Well, this has sort of been, uh, as you mentioned, this is something that's been talked about a long time. Uh, like, 
years ago, really, I think, I don't know if I heard from someone else or, you know, I had this vision in, in the middle of the night, I woke up and I saw this pyramid where at the tip of the pyramid is the homepage and then in the middle levels, the categories and the bottom levels are as many as you want to go with products and services or whatever. So ideally, even though you can bring people into any of the levels of the pyramid, that top level or the homepage, or in some cases, if the site is really huge, maybe the category level page should be the you know the page that should garner the most attention and the most ranking in the search engine so everything else that you do uh from an, a holistic seo perspective is geared towards uh you know pushing the juice around properly and 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 kind of focusing a particular uh you know industry or, or whatever your target area is and and nicely niching it into little wedges that are the categories so ideally you know you would see that the site as a whole, as each of those wedges and category areas are performing well, should boost the overall and, and, and then the more macro level terms that may encompass all the different types of categories or whatever that should do all the, the cumulative uh, success of the other pages should boost the, the site as a whole. So to me, this is something that just makes sense and it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it just makes sense because if you're linking properly, I mean, you mentioned earlier on, uh, you know how quickly you can get a new page ranked on on a site that's ranked that's already ranked uh and that's primarily due not you know not only to the fact that the site is the page is related to the site but it should also be properly linked and maybe even uh mentioned in a few anchor texts and a few areas in the contact tent or something to really boost the relevance of that page right away and then yes that that trust will transfer so after that long and, and, and rambling answer, I think that the, obviously I, I would say that I would agree uh, that side factors are important. Uh, I think they always have been important, but now it's starting to become more evident as people are starting to, uh, you know, uh, better structure their sites on, on an ag- aggregate level. Cool. Cool. That what looks, do you think? I mean, is that, uh, does that sound full crap, or uh, does that make? Would you agree no, with that? No, no. I mean, that definitely sounds that sounds good to me. I mean, Ben, what are your thoughts instead of me taking up the time? Yeah, um, I don't know if I completely 100% agree with Chris on this. Um, you know, in my experience, I've observed that you know there are you know certain factors that do affect you know site wide, um, the particular emphasis on site wide ranking. Um, However, that's not the only thing. I think it's kind of a small part, and that's and, and you know, especially when you're doing SEO, you kind of build upon those factors. You know, I've seen many sites, and I've even had sites of my own where internal pages kind of uh, consistently outrank, um, you know, specific home pages, uh, the index page, uh, and, and and we've done strategies like this where you know we've been able to take you know a site that's been you know from top level and and optimize a lot of internal pages to, to generate you know massive amounts of traffic. Um, you know, from them, and so I think it's it's a small part. It's not a, you know a huge part about it, in that you know you can ba- basically start using it as a standpoint to to build other rankings from. Um, so, and also too with this is is that you know in these threads with Webmaster World too, these people are kind of making determinations about um, you know how Google's looking at you know site wide factors um, as opposed to individual page factors, and the methodology they're using is not always consistent with what actually is happening. And so we've seen this a lot of times through just, you know, uh, going through the forums for the many years and how people look at this. They're usually biased from one way or another and how they're looking at keywords or how they're looking at the links or how the particular rankings are showing up, you know, based on whether they think so or not. So sometimes when I see these reports about how, you know, Google's doing this or Google's doing that and this is my new theory about such and such, I have to take a step back and take it with a grain of salt because, you know, oftentimes, you know, everybody's got their own way of looking at it and not always indicative of the full, you know, entire web of what's going on in their database. Um, it, it might just be specific things that are happening to their site, and there could be, you know, over hundreds some odd factors that could be affecting it. Um, so, like I said, in my experience, um, you know, site factors are a, a small part of, you know, how the site ranks, and that you build off of those, you know, when you're doing SEO, as opposed to just looking at them exclusively as, you know, the one reason that you know, sites are doing well. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Ben. That's very detailed, and I uh, appreciate the response. And well, I think we need to hit a commercial break now, and then we'll get back into a new discussion about Yahoo and their directory. So let's hit a commercial break now, and we'll speak to you all soon. Sit tight and don't move. The Pulse. Pulse. We'll be back after this short break. 
tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Howdy, boys, and you girls, too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnick Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Millionique Media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new Fangle Plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our Performance Rewards Program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtones, hell, we got them all. Yeehaw! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-Media.com and we'll have you so happy you'll be squealing like a pig. Now, back to The Pulse, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, and welcome back to The Search Pulse. This is Barry Schwartz. With me again is Ben Pfeiffer and Chris Boggs. Uh, we just got so many more topics to discuss. Um, I'm going to try to go as fast as we possibly can. And... Um, because we missed the past week. So let's just go. Next thing is Yahoo removed the category links, which are basically links to the Yahoo directory from with under the search results. So if you do a search at Yahoo on any search term, if that site was listed in the Yahoo directory, up came a result in the past that under the, under the site description, it had it, uh, you know, a category colon and a link to the actual Yahoo directory category. Now that has been removed according to Search Engine Watch, which got a quote from Yahoo on it, um, they removed it because they wanted to clean up, you know, to, to remove any of the clutter from the search results on their pages. There's the good and the bad about this. I spotted this first, I think, over at Search Engine Roundtable forums. I took some screenshots, put it up. It definitely does save a line of space. Um, but I was kind of into how you could add extra lines to your site um, in the Yahoo search results by having a category listing by having an RSS feed, which they used to have the RSS link in there. And now they're starting to remove all this stuff to clean up the results. Um, and also, I liked it because if your competitors listed there and they had a category listing, a directory listing, and you were in that directory listing, hopefully they would click over to the category listing and find you. But it doesn't go, you know, it doesn't, you know, doesn't work. It works both ways, too. So it could be competitive and, and bad for you or it could be positive for you. Um, yeah, so Ben, I mean, what are your thoughts on this directory listing? Move. Um, I, I think it's actually a positive they're removing it. Um, I don't see too many negative, you know, downside to it actually, you know, disappearing so much. Um, you know, there's you've kind of seen less and less emphasis on the directory, uh, Yahoo's directory over time. Um, I, I guess because I just and, and, I, and I feel I know initially when I started on SEO, you know, six seven years ago we started optimizing for Yahoo directory links, and it was one of the things that we did. Um, and it was great at the time, but as, you know, as time goes by, um, you know, you've kind of seen them de- de-emphasize this whole section just all together just because it's becoming less relevant. Now, from an SEO side, in terms of links, yeah, I still think it's a great place, but, um, you know, I think it just kind of clutters up the listings a little bit more. And I guess the question comes back to is, like, how many people are actually clicking on, you know, that particular category, and is it relevant to the search? Um, and I guess that Yahoo just kind of decided that maybe it wasn't. Right. Chris, what are your thoughts? One quick thing to add to that is that from an SEO research perspective, maybe if you're looking around uh, at some, uh, doing some manual searches at Yahoo uh, and maybe you're looking for categories, um, that, you know, it can help increase uh, your, the amount of types of keywords you may look for by having the categories that uh, particular sites show up in, and you can get a list of those and then do searches around that. So it may, you know, 
make it a little bit harder if you're doing that kind of research. Okay, cool. Yeah, it could. I mean, yeah, it requires a few more steps to get to that information, which is never good. All right. Um, next thing I wanted to discuss was that Google is taking steps to anonymize your search data. They said was there was a whole big press release. Everybody got all you know about this. There was some forum discussion over at Creative Side Forums and Webmaster World on it, where Google said they're going to take steps to improve their privacy practices by anonymizing the data after they have held it for about 18 to 24 months, depending on the country they are in. Um, Danny asked a bunch of questions. Um, he had a great post over it also, but. This came up because I think Eric Schmidt and Danny and I'm sure a lot of other people, they had a Q&A over at, I think it was SES New York, and Danny asked me a bunch of questions over on the AOL dispute. And, you know, it came up a bunch of times. So what Google has done is they will allow you, they will anonymize that data for, uh, for you after 18 to 12, 24 months. In addition, there are other ways that Google get your data, and there's data stored on your computer, on your history. The ISP itself, your internet service provider, they could have you know information about your your search activity. Um, there's also search history, which you, you could turn off, and this is a personalized result. So there's lots of different ways that Google could get your data, and other people who get your data still, even though Google said they're going to do this, it's just going to protect you from somebody going to Google 18 months or 24 months after you did a search at Google, that 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 data will no longer be accessible easily from you know somebody going to Google and asking for it. Um, I think it's good. Obviously, you could do more things, but you know, I think it's a great step. Chris, what are your thoughts on it? I could talk for a half hour on this. So I'm just going to say one quick thing: is that you know, there are some things you have to give up in terms of information in order to get information. And if you want it in a more streamlined fashion, uh, that kind of data can be very helpful, along with cookies and so forth. Uh, if you're the kind of person who likes personalization, who likes ads that are relevant to you being fed to you. Uh, you know, you should maybe be a little more uh, allowing of this kind of uh, type of thing. I know it's not exactly related, but it's in the same general subject. So um, it's oh, cool, yeah. and I'm glad it'll help people that are worried about it. But uh, to me, I'm not all that worried about it. Yeah, I'm with you. Very public person, and doesn't bother me. But, you know, I think it's a good decision anyway. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I'm not too exactly worried about it. And I kind of agree with Chris. You kind of got to give up some information in order to get some information. I, you know, honestly, though, in my opinion, I don't really know how that much this is going to solve at 18 to 24 months. I mean, a lot can happen within two years. And, you know, I guess you kind of have to narrow it down, like, who actually really wants to get your data at 24 months from now. Um, and, you know, if anything, they're probably going to want more fresh stuff than, than anything. Um, but uh, I think, I guess, it's a good, in the step of good step in the right direction, uh, you know, for people that are concerned about privacy, um, uh, you know, and there's obviously been examples of, of where this, this people can be exposed. Right. Cool. All right. The next topic is that Google has been testing new alternative ways for them to place their search navigation links, you know, like the web link, the images, the video, news. Like, if you want to get a result, at least you type in, I don't know, bird, and up comes the web result in Google. You can quickly click on this images link, and it'll show you images for or video link, and it'll show you via the video, or you click on the news, and it'll show you news. Um, we all know that Google doesn't, people who search Google rarely use, click on those links, rarely. It's like, I think it's below like 1%. Um, so Google has been spotted testing moving those navigational links up to the tippy top of the page um, on both the internal and external pages. As well, people spotted Google placing that, those links right above the sponsor links in a box. Pretty unique area to put it. Um, not sh I guess they want to see if people actually click on it more often. I have screenshots up by the Surgeon Roundtable on, on a post from March 26th. So, you know, Chris, what are your thoughts on this type of move? Um, I don't use Google, like the personalized Google. Do, uh, maybe if either of you do. I, I don't know if that's something where you can just set it up if you're, you're on Google page and you can do it like that or whatever. But I'm part of the 99% that rarely ever... Uh, uses any of the other navigations, although um, uh, I, I should more often because I find myself doing a search and then clicking on news after the initial search result comes up. So, um, you know, it's a matter of training, I guess. Right. But, you know, if, okay. if this is something that you can do, like with a little kind of almost have widgets or whatever on your, on your personalized Google page, either of you guys tried that? Or? I know. I mean, this is totally, you know separate from that. You don't have to be signed in to see it. It was just a test. Around I know. I'm just saying is if they pulled something like that over from there, or I'm just uh, no. curious if that's I, I something you can do on a personalized Google page. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, think you can, no. 
No, you can't move your navigation links around. You can move the widgets on the home page around, but you can't move the navigation elements, I don't think. It'd be cool um, if you can move sponsor results around, and that would be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. <laughs> you could do that with a remote. You know what percentage click the... Do you know what percentage click the I'm feeling lucky button by any chance? I think that was even a lot less. I think, I'm not, I forgot, but I think it's less than 1%. Um, right. Anyway. All right, so the next topic is a study that, um, what's it called, came out with, um, a study that Microsoft came out with on blog spam and search spam, and they determined, we wrote a post, that 75% of Google's blog spot blogs are spam based on this study. Pretty interesting. It shows you that 77% from Blogspot, Netscape, 74%. It shows you all these different domains that took up the top search results. And of those top search results, those that are spammy, you know, 75% of them are from Google Blogscope. It also shows you from the study that 68% of the .info TLDs are spammy in terms of the top results found at major search engines. 53% of the .biz TLDs are spammy. And then it goes down dramatically, drastically, 12% .net, 11% .org, and only 4.1% of the .coms. I can tell you, this definitely um, um, correlates with the search, the spam we get, the common spam we get at the, at the search and roundtable. Most of it is from .infos. I mean, it's just crazy. The, the ones I get through are from .infos. I'm thinking about just blocking the whole entire .info TLD, just so I won't get any of that, more of that, uh, those, uh, those you know, blog spam types of things. Um, yeah, uh, Ben, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is an interesting study. I did, I did get a chance to look at this in a lot more detail, actually. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it correlates a lot with what's actually going on, with, especially with Blogspot. I mean, this stuff has actually been going on for some time with some of these sites like FreeWebs. I remember that was like a year and a half ago or two years ago that people were, were spamming with that just to get up in the rankings. And then it's kind of just, you know, pr- pr- progressively just kind of, you know, moved over. I mean, one of the interesting ones on here is like uh, USAID.gov, um, you know, and how people are using that and just various other areas and stuff. So, you know, really interesting study. I think it's um, pretty much on track uh, for most of the part. It just kind of gives a little glimpse of what's going on and the tactics people are using. Right, definitely. And um, I think you should block out info, Barry. I really should. <laughs> really? I might, really. I'm not joking. I might upset Try it out. I mean, what happens. Yeah, I'll vote well, for that. they won't be able to comment and, and tell me that they're upset because they'll be blocked. So. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, remember the set it and forget it quote? You know, when you deal with pay-per-click campaigns, people used to be like, you know, just set it and forget it. And, you know, and then you have your AdWords campaign up and you just set it up once and then you just let it go and everything works, wonder- everything's wonderful. Remember back, like, you know, two years ago when people used to say that? Yeah, yeah. You do, but I don't think, you know, I haven't heard it much now, and I saw Webmaster World Thread discussing, you know, what happened to those days, and I think they're long gone. A lot of people have been saying they are long gone. Um, you at least have to check into your campaigns weekly um, to make sure everything is going okay. Um, you know, Ben, you have a lot of experience with that, or enough experience with that, you know, pay-per-click campaign. Yeah. I mean, what are your um, thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't say you can. You can say if you get your campaigns finely tuned enough and tweaked with, especially with the keywords that you're targeting, you can set them up that you can only ha- check them like every two weeks or so. Um, you know, some need you know work every single week just to look and, and make sure you're monitoring. But you know, I've had some campaigns running for over two and a half years that you know consistently on a month-to-month basis. You know, the cost you know in terms of what keywords we're targeting and even adding keywords you know have remained consistent for a very long time, um, and conversions have remained really high. Uh, and so those are campaigns that you know we really love to work with, just because they're not a whole, you know, not not that they're not a lot of work. They're just you know not a lot of frustration going on. Um, but I think yeah, definitely I've seen a lot of cases because people just don't know they get in and they put in these broad keywords. And I had a client this past week, or not a client, but a, a lead that came through wanting me to you know, work with their campaign, and I just said there's a nightmare going on in here. Um, so yeah, I don't. I think those days are long gone. But you know, if 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 you get good enough, or you get a good SEO that comes in there and sets your campaign well enough, then you know, you can maintain it pretty well, and it could be, you know, a lot easier to use, and you can really enjoy using it. Right. I mean, and with the changes over at AdWords, with their algorithm changes in terms of their AdWord algorithms and landing page quality scores, and Yahoo updating their Panama with Panama and their new algorithms for landing pages and stuff like that, um, I'm sure you have, you know, after that, things might have changed. And, you know, Chris, I'm not sure if you how involved you are in the paid side of things over at Avenue A, but 
mean, what do you think? Well, I'm not, I'm not involved on the paid side at Avenue A, but actually, per my contract, I'm allowed to have my old school clients from uh, my uh, some, my San Diego days. So I have about three or four uh, paid search clients, and and I'm totally with Ben. I mean, what he was saying, I was glad he said it because I was going to feel a little bit guilty about saying, you know, some you can wait three, even just go in there for your monthlies. Uh, you know, I just did a report with a client uh, for 2006, and and the numbers practically identically matched in, in terms of scale and growth from the year before. So, And that was a campaign that I you know, charged very little to manage, but at the same time they got plenty out of and they got their reports when they needed it. So uh, sure, uh, the big thing about it now is that you got to go in and actually update to your new Panama account, which has been a bit of a hassle because I've been so busy to Avenue A, so I've got you know, some clients that are kind of still waiting for me to go and fine-tune those. But I, I, you know, I'm totally with Ben. Once you get a campaign set up right, and it's a scale issue too. I mean, if you're only talking a few hundred keywords, uh, you know, it's a lot different than uh, some of like the having eight clients, obviously, where you you have to go in there more more than once a day sometimes. You know, so uh, it's a scale issue. But set and forget will still work. I think if if it's an old if it's grandfathered in, like Ben said. Oh, cool. So. Tip is to uh, you know hire you guys because you guys know what you're doing <laughs> and, and give us two and a half year old plus campaigns. <laughs> yeah, those are good. You, you, you want it all, <laughs> then we'll just tweak those. All right. Uh, next thing is talking about the sponsor listings is that Google has been spotted once again testing on a greater scale the yellow backgrounds behind the top sponsor list you know, sponsor results in the Google search results. So usually it's like a blue background at the top. Um, for the sponsor results, now there's some spotted, you know, people spotting yellow backgrounds, and I've been seeing a lot more threads about, you know, saying, "Oh, what happened? Why is Google, t- you know, what's Google doing over here?" And they, fir- you know, we heard about it earlier this month, but now Google is really ramping it up, and a lot of people have been noticing it. I haven't seen it myself, but I kind, you know, it kind of looks new and looks different to me. So, um, Chris, what are your thoughts about that? Um, I'm sorry, I'll skip the that yellow. One. You'll skip it, okay? And Ben, yeah. what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, you know, I kind of like yellow. Uh, so, you know, I think maybe, uh, you know, yellow will have some positive results maybe for conversions. Hopefully we'll see. Um, you know, I, I wonder if they would use pink or fuchsia or something like that. I wonder what happened. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's do two more topics right now. My, my question to both you guys, and we'll start with, um, you know, Chris. If you had to go to M- get your MBA, a business school, what would be your number one criteria? Um... Well, I would want to get a master's of science in marketing, not an MBA. <laughs> well, if you had to pick a school, let's say it anyway, what would be your what would be the main I thing would want to make sure that the school itself would give me a page with really high page rank and a lot of link juice. For <laughs> <laughs> going there. Yeah, would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree definitely. If they gave me their own subdomain, that would be great too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's funny cuz there was a webmaster world thread over there saying, "No, these guys really he's looking to, you know, let me read it to you. I am in the process of searching for a business school to take a master's program. I was looking around at various rankings trying to work out where they where to go. Randomly, I wonder whether I should check the page rank of those schools I'm interested in. Most of them are are page rank 9s or 8s. I'm thinking I should not go to a school with a PR of only 8. I should stick with just PR 9 schools. Is this crazy, or is PR a good indication of brand quality? And how about Alexa? <laughs> you know, can you imagine? Like, you know, Warden. You know, Warden is one of the top business schools out there, and they, you know, accept you into their program. And be, just just because they have a page rank of eight, you're going to say, "Hey, I'm not going there. You only have a page rank of eight. And obviously, this guy was just joking around, but it's just funny to see that. And I hear your guy. Your points are like, you know, if they give me a high, if they give me a page on their domain name and they have a high page rank, yeah, I'll definitely, you know, go to school there because I can make a lot of money. Going to classes and putting up some pages there, but that's just, I find it just hysterical. Um, so I found that hysterical, and I'm sure you guys did too. And well, this is, you know, kind of, you know, just real quick, because I know we don't have a lot of time, but this this kind of exposes like why you know the perception of page rank has been so hard to change. I mean, because people kind of look at it this way. I know this guy was kidding, but you know, some people actually do look at sites this way, like you know, based the quality of the site based on how well their page rank is, and as the page rank topic continues, and you know, Barry has a lot to say on that, obviously, but you know. It, uh, just the perception needs to change about page rank in a lot of ways, so that ch- mistakes like this don't happen. Right, right. And Chris, do you want anything about that? One more thing, or no? No, oh, no. Go ahead. Let's right. go to the next I, topic. I think we'll just Are go we to lightning round, if possible. Yeah, let's hit lightning round right now. Um. All right. So for lightning round, I'm gonna go through like uh, 15, 15 topics or so, and uh, let's start with. Um, 
Oh, I skipped it. Let me just pull it up. The next thing is that... Here we go. Um, 302 redirects. There are some directories that link to people with 302 redirects, meaning they're not going to give you a straight link. They'll give you a link that goes through a redirect, and they do those redirects 302 style. It's a temporary redirect. They could actually go ahead and... Um, um, hurt your site if it's a brand new site. It could lead to a hijack, so make sure to be careful about that and check out the thread over at seroundtable.com. And the, now I'm going to just go speed up faster right now. Yahoo has promoted a new, uh, promotes their lawyer to the click fraud, you know, agency. His new, he's basically in charge of click fraud, anything that happens. Um, click fraud, he's the name behind it. So now they have an official guy who's in charge of click fraud. Next is Viacom has uh, sues Google for Google's YouTube. They sued Viacom sued YouTube for one billion dollars or so. Um, and after that, Viacom was sued by another organization and uh, not, you know an organization uh, that you know is nonprofit for removing videos from YouTube, saying they removed they forced YouTube to remove videos and it was against copyright law and it was against um, freedom of speech and yada yada. So got lawsuits going both ways. Google has won a lawsuit against Kinderstart. Uh, that was the whole thing about PageRank and how the site was delisted and Kinder started to sue them for antitrust and anti-this and anti-that, and Google won, and they won big time because now Kinder Start has to pay Google for legal fees, which could be huge. Humor University, a Korean site, has sued Google over an AdSense ban, saying, Google, we put ads on our site, and Google didn't pay us, they banned us, and now we never got our money. So uh, a Korean site named Humor University sued Google over that. Lots of lawsuits, I guess. Um, we have a topic over at the Searching Roundtable about the concept of paying to speak at searching conferences. So if you imagine you want to speak at a conference, how should you see those um, people? Next is um, I gave a t uh, tips on how to remove the Google malware not notification um, on Google's results. So if you have a site that has malware on it, Google will say, hey, this has malware, don't click over. So Google has given you a way to actually remove that. Um, Yahoo Search Submit Pro gives you a way to actually add Yahoo Quick Links. And Chris, you talked about this last time, where you know Yahoo Quick Links, those little links under the research results, um, Yahoo has a paid way to actually get those links. And hopefully get more information about that next week. Microsoft Live Search Link Command, as I said, is offline as, as, as we speak. Google has added um, personalized homepage themes. So you can add a school bus stop. It's pretty cool. If you use personalized search, you can actually add themes to them. And they are, they are dynamic based on the weather of, and the current weather of the day. Google has been testing click-to-play video ads. Um, and there's some screenshots I have over at the blog on that. Google has also sent out invites to test out their AdWords product for CPC tar site targeting. Um, Google is also testing new logos on the AdSense um, product on the top left. There's also um, horizontal images. They're also testing some new formats on the top right, on the lower right. So it's pretty well, they've been doing lots of tests with that. AdSense also added a new referral product for Google Checkout. I think it's pretty bad in terms of what they're offering, but it's out there now. Um, I discussed, can a premium publisher, AdSense publisher, get banned? Yes, they can, but it's not as easy as a regular publisher. Um, I've done lots of things that should have got me banned, and they haven't got, I haven't been banned yet. Um, not that I want to, but I'm just saying I've done things that people do mis make mistakes, and I haven't got banned for it. And I'm a premium publisher. Um, I also got an email from Google Checkout asking me to fax them over my credit card information as well as my license um, information, my driver's license, and I, I thought it was a phishing attempt, and it was a phishing attempt. It was not a phishing attempt, and I thought it was. I couldn't believe Google would email me asking me to email them this information, but it turns out that they actually did. Um, just be careful about it, and there's some posts, some details over there at the blog about how to track that information. Um, there's a new Google mashup maps. There's a new Google Maps mashup on how to track your Google AdSense checks via Google Maps. It's pretty cool. Also, we posted the Search Engine Strategies German Germany uh, coverage. It's one day of it. You can check it out over at uh, SE Roundtable. Click on the archives. Scroll down to the category section and just click on SES 2007 Germany. Finally, we posted a our schedule for the big Search Engine Strategies New York show coming up in about two three weeks. So, if you're interested in what we'll be covering. Um, we will be covering tons of sessions. We have lots of people coming in. Obviously, Ben will be doing coverage. I will be doing. Chris will be doing coverage. I will be doing coverage. And Tamar, um, who I hired to help out, will also be doing coverage. As well as lots of other people will be doing coverage for the Search and Roundtable. 
So we're very excited about that. And that pretty much wraps up the 24th edition of the Search Pulse. I hope to post a recap tomorrow afternoon after the show is archived at seroundtable.com. If you have questions or comments, please email me or comment in tomorrow's post. Again, that was the 24th edition of the Search Pulse. It took place Tuesday, March 27th, 2007. Thank you, Ben and Chris, again, as always. And everyone, um, I'm not sure if we'll have a show next week. We might or we might not. I will definitely not be on the show next week. So I'll let you know, guys, next week about that. And everyone, have a great night. And thank everybody again. Everyone, great night.